card and then I need to put the um, Facebook video on public because usually it just goes in, in private mode I don't know for, for what reason Public. You're on Facebook as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it possible to tag you here as well? Yes. Yeah. Andres Sotero, this one? No, the last one. All right, and you? So it's with at, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like that? How you put the... With the shift and the second key. Shift. Put it again. There, right? Yep. Oh. I don't see. What do I root? Juan Davi. You make it kiss the screen. Juan D. Juan? Just click one? Yeah. But the no, the the puzzle will work. Eh? Ahí va solo Juan. Yeah. Doesn't show anything. Or maybe you should write it together? Maybe. Call that game instead. Okay. And one space, David. Let's just add this. And Rodriguez R O D R E G U. Which one is it? Um, right. <laughs> None <laughs> of those? A lot. So write the whole thing and then A, A, R, A, that, that one, the second one. This one? No, no, the second one. So this one? Yeah. Okay. R2. Your first picture in Facebook, that's nice. Hey? Your first picture in Facebook. No, antes tenía. But that's boy. Mm-hmm. All right. Seems, seems pretty fine. Okay. Let's then start with the usual question. Uh, what brings you to Latvia? What are your impressions so far? Well, we were looking to get to know the eastern part of Europe and we we're looking for flights or things to go. And we saw Riga was a nice decision through the Ryanair. We don't have too many ideas about Riga. And we said to take a chance in the city. That is my part, you don't know. Yeah, last time we were talking about going to new places. And I think this this city specifically, it's not like a common like destination for Colombians. So we were like, okay, let's go. Let's have an adventure, for instance. So, yeah, we decided to go this this side of, of the continent. And we end up in Riga also because we come from Munich. And, well, there's a direct flight. So From Munich? Yeah. No, from Memmingen, actually. It's like... West Munich, mm -hmm. so it's like one hour away. So yeah, that's that's also the reason, right? And so, what are your 
impressions so far? Oof, really cold. We are not used to this kind of coldness. Cold yeah, so in Germany is also not that hot. Well, well, it's it's actually really really cold compared even to Munich. Munich is a really cold city, but here it's quite colder. But it's it's amazing. I really like. We did a, a, a free walking tour through the old city and it was really nice i really like the architecture we were discussing this earlier it's like this mixture of a lot of styles but like with a clear concept and it's so nice i really liked it i was also impressed like the damages to the second world war you can see like the holes in the wall in the walls also as Juan said like the different buildings because one is like really old then a new one a old one a new one it's kind of amazing and they're beautiful but the combination is a really good contrast of it also we went to the central market we had really high hopes because there was like a really big food court over there but when we arrived we only see like four to five restaurants open i wanted to ask you why there are so many restaurants closed in the food court of the central market why they are closed yeah i would guess because of covid, COVID restrictions hmm. that, that would be my guess because uh, i know a lot of uh, hospitality businesses have closed during these two years and I think also at a lot of restaurants, simply because they they introduced different legislations, right? And yeah, they haven't stopped. They haven't stopped, and uh, that's that's another thing I wanted to ask you. But but for the but before that, I wanted to ask you. So what are you guys studying? So actually, we're like in our exchange here. So in Colombia, I study economics and engineering. So yeah. Wait, so do you study them both together? Yeah, it's a double, it's How two degrees. Well, it's two different, like in Colombia, it's really easy because there's a lot of classes you can see like complementary, really. So it's really easy to just go with two, two bachelors. You're also doing two. So it's it's not complicated. Well, it takes a couple, like one one year more, one year uh, and a half more. Okay. So then you end up with two two different two degrees, degrees, two different, yeah. Actually, it's, it's quite nice because you have like a better panorama of things. What's the, what's the well preference for having an engineering and uh, an economics degree at the same time well for me it, it was more like loving to understand things and i think that's why i started studying economics i like to understand things and part of dude economists don't understand anything no no yeah <laughs> like you do like not not theoretically like economics is not the best way to understand things but it's it's a better way to understand a lot of have you have you ever heard of the saying uh, when some so something being said is totally ridiculous, the the person replying says, "Well, to believe that either you have to be totally stupid or an economist." <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, well, I, I study economics. He studies like the same engineering, but another one. So actually, I'm industrial engineering. He's industrial engineering and biomedical biomedical engineering. engineering so what uh, what would be the main difference between bio bio medical medical and industrial engineering well industrial engineering is focused more in accounting and like logistic stuff mm -hmm. more like focused like to have like an interview or like in a company like in a accountant job okay or and biomedical engineering is more like between the next like the link between medical doctors all the medical things yeah and more like engineering stuff like uh, process of imaging like the uh, resonance thing like MRI all the stuff mm -hmm. also biotissues also like optimizations in hospitals it's kind of like engineering to medicine 
Yeah, specific, specifically to medical appliances or in generally practicing medicine? No, to medical appliance. We only have like almost three courses of anatomy and physiology, mm-hmm. but our main focus is more like engineering, more data driven stuff, more machine learning stuff, mm-hmm. or more like biology stuff, more lab work for research and maybe working in a pharma, in a pharmacological stuff. Mm-hmm. So they are quite different. Industrial and biomedical really different ones. And what are you, do you have any aspirations? You will finish your studies. What would you like to become when you grow up? Well, that's a difficult question right now. Right now, in my last semester, I just finished my double degree. I'm here in Germany. Right now, I'm kind of asking that question every day when I wake up. I'm not quite sure what I want to do, but I have like a clear aim. I think I would get, love to do something. I Two options. First one. I could have enough money to do some extra hobbies. So that works like something I will do like from six to eight and then from eight outwards do the things I like. Or the second one that is one I would prefer to is to focus more into do something that have a huge impact to society. Maybe working through education, working through health systems. And I think I'm really lucky to be a Colombian, have the situation I live in, to give back a little bit to my country. It's one of my biggest things. Damn, I kind of hoped he would say I'll, I'll be a Twitch gamer or something like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, the the thing is, the like I think we are really privileged in our country. So not everyone has the chance to really see the world. So these kind of opportunities for us are like really eye opening. So you really notice like people here live quite well compared to the people back in Colombia. So then you really say, okay, I want my country to be better. And well, even if you can give a little bit. A little bit back to your country is it's quite well and also like the focus of our university is that like you are preparing professionals to change the country sadly most of them decided to go out of the country or decide just to go to a big corporation and just stay there their, their whole life so don't really make any change but well there's some of us that really think there there is a huge gap between what we can do and what is actually happening. So I think it's 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 also a really nice opportunity also for a lot of people. Colombia, it's a, it's a huge market. Again, there's a huge risk, of course, but there's there's so, so much potential in such a big country because usually people don't understand how big Colombia is. We are 50 million people. So, and I don't know, like 90% of them aren't really living well. So it's, it's, I thought Colombia is one of the better uh, countries off comparatively in South America. I thought I thought uh, when uh, the humanitarian crisis in Venezuela erupted, I thought a lot of people emigrated to Colombia. Yes. Well, uh, they did. Actually, they did, but that doesn't mean they are like Venezuelans came to Colombia not to live better. They just came to Colombia to escape their reality. Mm-hmm. But actually, they aren't living that well either. So also Colombians aren't. So it's, it's a quite like a contradictory fact and a lot of people are, are saying this like how can you help people if you're not even helping your your own that's a well, big thing it's a it's a complicated history with south america in general right you have uh, i don't know what what's colombian story do, do, did you have any dictators or something like that no actually we are the only country in the in in south yeah in south south, south america south america without a, a dictatorship we had kind of a military like government like regime yeah. but it's five years, but it's not like he tried to be uh to become a dictator but i think 
nothing happened at the end and yeah but we are the only country without that we are supposed to be proud to be the longest standing democracy in south america but the democracy time to time is not working as well as we thought it would be well what about brazil brazil had a dictatorship i think in the 60s oh. i think it was the gorilla dictatorship okay and right now brazil is in a really good economical position right now they're growing a lot it's a really nice country if you want to travel get to know i think colombia on top because we're colombians i think in south america also brazil is a nice option to go and enjoy a lot and the economic situation is quite good you mean that brazil is better off than colombia in economical situation yeah i think so well brazil is bigger like if you if you if you see it from uh just purely numbers brazil is huge like brazil is as I, thought, I thought they had millions of people living in the favelas. Yes, but also I think is Brazil have like a gap between us because Brazil, Brazil history, if I recall, is like they were like a, Portugal was a thing. Napoleon invited Portugal, yeah. so Portugal king went to Brazil, and then when Napoleon was defeated, they turned back to Portugal. Mm -hmm. But the prince, like the heritage of the throne from Portugal, stayed in Brazil. So cool. when they did like dependency, was like a, they signed like a letter, mm. so they could just be free from the colonization of Portugal. In Colombia, we have to vote for the independence, and if we fought against the independence, we need money to finance like the independence to the Spaniards. Oh, so from Spain, independence from Spain. Yeah. So as a republic, we start with a huge debt to French and to English people. So as soon as we start like a independent country, we have like a huge debt to big countries. So. We always have that position. We are not in that strong position for things, for debt, for all the stuff. For what? We have like a huge debt through uh. our whole history. And even through there are million people living in favelas in Brazil, I think there is a better economical situation. I think so. Mm -hmm. Colombia have like a really rich country in a lot of stuff, but education isn't the best. Favelas are quite an issue in Colombia too. There are some places where policemen can be, really strong places where you can be because they are controlled by a different state. There are like kind of guerrilla or military places. Yeah. So situation is improving. I think we are improving, but could be better. We could do better for our country. Yeah. But but usually, do you mean uh, some type of gangsters, or what? Yes. Well, it's it's now. I think it's more of like a urban type of uh, military, for instance. So it's like these kinds of people that go knocking on every door and asking people like for some money to mm -hmm. have some safety, some security. Extraction. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's not extortion. It's, it's more extortion. extortion. Yeah, it's yeah. more extortion. It's so it's like people controlling parts of the city, where the police and even like paying to the police to not be there so it's it's a complicated situation of course there is like a lot of different like policies from the government trying to avoid this but it's it's quite difficult because you do you can really point where is the where is this happening because police is not talking and people know but they are also not willing to talk because it's really dangerous but that's that's not a really big issue right now i think there's other issues other example education health other type of issues this this violence thing is not as big as it was before 
for sure. If you see the numbers, last year, last two years, I think was one of the years with most um, social leaders killed. What social leaders? Social leaders. So, for example, people fighting for equality, for uh, indigenous rights, for education. So, a lot of these social leaders killed. I know by whom. That's 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 the real question. No one knows. And of course, a lot of people like guess. It's even the same. The Americans. No, no, it's even the same government, or it's even like this type of guerrillas that don't don't want to have these social leaders changing their daily dynamics. Maybe, well, but technically, it doesn't really bother them, right? It's not the same issue. If you no, if you would be a drug lord, for instance, you you wouldn't be worried about somebody wanting to educate the public, right? Yes. You you would still have plenty of market share. Yeah, but the thing with this, for example, last in 2019, the like protests were so big in Colombia, like the city were collapsed. So even like you had last year, no, 2019, the 21 of November, for example, 2019, we were trying to go to university and you really couldn't because all the all the streets were blocked. Uh, It was quite dangerous to go outside. So this type of dynamics, like even the government or this type of people want to avoid them because it's like it's totally dis- not destroying but stopping the economy some days so it's like okay two days or one week without the economy running it's it's a lot of money for some people uh, like I would, I would imagine that central america colombia maybe venezuela uh, and uh, well the periphery would just have a black market just uh, just uh, an economy that's not really official or legal well, I think we have like a really formal world all the time. People that I think one of the biggest problems with states is that they don't re- receive like they no recursos como no los impuestos no los cogen bien. Yeah, they have a really like taxation problem, so they are they are not really like getting taxes from the workforce, for example, because there is like a the, the only like really black market we have really big is the workforce black market. So a lot of people are working without really working conditions. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, earning half of what they should have. And it's it's that's a big problem because they aren't paying taxes at the end. And also all the years you have the same like question. OK, what should be our minimum wage in Colombia? And if you lower the minimum wage, OK, more people could go for the legal like way of doing it. But then if you lower it a lot, people would be living worse. But then from an economic point of view, you really don't want to have a really big minimum wage in a country that it's not strong because then prices rise and then people are more poor in two weeks because now everyone has more money to spend. So it's quite a a difficult decision. This year, for example, they increased like 10%, I think, the minimum wage. It was quite a a rise and... A lot of people are like commenting, okay, it was a political move because a lot of protests or COVID and everything. But then a lot of people got fired. Like literally, they said minimum wage, it's higher. Business people said, okay, we have to fire 30% of our workforce because we don't have the money to finance okay. this. And probably they work illegally mo- most yeah. of the time. Yeah, so that's that's like the real black market now, like products and this type of stuff. I okay, you also, you always have drugs problems, but it's also it's the drug problems a huge thing in Colombia. We can deny that. 
and also I think gangsters will like to kill social leaders because when the state can have a presence in the different places around the country. Colombia is a huge country, but all the cities in Colombia are in the Cordillera. But there are places in Colombia where you can go by car. You have to take like three boats to get to those places. So social leaders usually fight for giving a school there or building like a road. And if people start going to these places that are really beautiful, I think one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in Colombia, they're really far away. If people start going there, I think drug lords wouldn't have like so easy to do the drug dealing stuff. So that is, I think, also the way drug dealers try to control and don't let the country advance in a good way. Because if the country is connected, for example, Colombia hasn't have trains. Colombia, we don't have trains to go to anywhere. So if we were more connected, maybe we could have a better distribution of powers and a better like management of the whole country. Colombia is huge, but the power of the state doesn't cover the whole country, in my point of view. I yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like putting those places under the spotlight is basically saying, okay, we exist. And basically the government is like not denying the existence of these like little towns, but just ignoring them. So when you put them on the spotlight, you're saying, okay, we exist, but we have this problem, drug problem, for example, uh, prostitution problem. So when you put these, these little towns on the spotlight, the government will know, okay, maybe we didn't know they had this problem, but this social leader is fighting for this. So that's when someone else comes to kill them and say like, yeah, you're not on the spotlight anymore. Couldn't be there any chance to have a win-win situation? Let's say in a fairy tale scenario, the world is your, your playground. Uh, wouldn't it be possible to just have a legal market for the cocoa? Um, you know, because it's uh, probably I, a good product I think in general. If we have good quality of product, maybe we could be like a strong force to sell it. Maybe there will be a strong regulation. Maybe the legalization of it will be good. Isn't hasn't Uruguay legalized something? With at least, at least weed, right? Weed, yeah, yes. With weed, yes. But, but, not, yes. but not any other no. drugs? No, but no. I think maybe Colombia right now is in a debate if they could legalize or not legalize weed. weed. No, not not the other not the other drugs no. not the other drugs are not on the table now you, you as an economist you could actually have a sort of research on it, about that right how, yeah, how it would actually impact yeah impact the economy to have a legal market sure you used to be illegal let's be honest i mean you in uh, 100 years ago you could buy cocaine and heroin in the apothecary right it's in a pharmacy Yeah, it's, really it's the same like uh, indigenous for example indigenous people have the rights to like chew this type of like uh, the leaf, on, leaves only the indigenous, indigenous yeah now i think the country you can plant coke for example my grandmother should had I, like should thing. i ask you off air if you have some leaves with you <laughs> no no no. but if it's really good uh, my mom my grandmother used to have a lot of coke tea mm -hmm. because we are a really high country for example our main city is 2600 meters above sea level So when you go to a such high altitude, yeah. you get like high altitude disease. So you have to drink Coke tea yeah. and you will feel yeah, better. It's a stimulant, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. If I would, if I were you, I would probably just buy a lot of Coca-Cola and put on Instagram the, and the tea leaves in it and say, I'll drink real Coca-Cola, right? And I'd have that type of yeah, yeah, no, Instagram but stories. I think that's Maybe. legal. And then like the, the legal part is processing the, the leaf. So mm -hmm. it's like not legal that part. 
And it's like the same debate, like it's the same debate, for example, with the, if you can legalize organs, for example, it's... it's organs? Yeah, like <laughs> a, an organ market. Have you, well, have you heard? Yeah. But, uh, but there is an organ market. It's yeah, but just really very small, right? Because you can, uh, at least in Europe, you can uh, sign up to be an organ donor. Yeah, but, but that's different. Like it's, but it's not legal to, to say like sell it. To sell it. Yeah, like if you want. I don't know how it works though. I don't really know because because I think because I, I think because I think uh, in Europe if they have a shortage of I don't know hearts, uh -huh. I think uh, the rich people get it. I'm just guessing, right? Well, I have been working with a Colombian thing for transplants, hmm. and the system is like they have like a segment, like they have some waiting list. Yeah, and depend of like luck and sometimes of your heart condition. Like yeah. if you are the more compatible person to receive that kind of kidney, yeah. you will receive it. So I don't think it's a market. I think it's like more a waiting list. All right, but then there should be a black market for it. That's ah, for I sure. mean, there's for sure. there's that, there's that if I would be a billionaire in Zurich and I need some kidneys, ASAP, right? I, I wouldn't wait on the waiting list. Yeah, sure. Let's, and there is, let, there is, there is a black market. Cut up some Asians or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you can always go necessary. to party and like wake up in a tube full of ice without a message. But, but, here's the, but here's the thing. It's also, even though it's banal in a sense, but it's still uh, sort of uh, an economic market e either way. Because you would find people, if you talk about kidneys, for instance, you would mm -hmm. find people for that would uh, sell at least one kidney for the right price. Meaning if you could purchase it for... Uh, an amount that would allow that person to never work again in their lives they will do it yeah yeah well, there is there is a market and there is a lot of studies on economics that you can search on the internet it's like supporting the fact that maybe it's better to just legalize this because they not ignore it yeah the legal the legal market is huge and then but then there is like this dark incentives that always arise when you have this type of markets and that's the the part where they like governments and don't want to get inside because there's incentives you can really control so it's it's really it's a really hard situation i think it's the same situation with uh, legalizing other drugs not weed what about uh, alcohol in colombia it's legal right yeah completely huge consumer of alcohol so yeah there you have it that's an example right it couldn't can be regulated and still even though it's legal, some people just like to have it on their own, right? Without any stores and taxes. So, well, there's there's this there's always this other part of the country that only thinks uh, they don't legalize other drugs because there's a huge, like, money spent on on the war against drugs. So yes. that's that's a big part. A lot of people say, okay, why don't legalize it? It's just because of war, and the war like. It's money that the war moves is, is always really big i don't know like i don't really think it's either one i think it's just because they are not pushing it too hard they and i think it's there we have other problems i think drug lords would just find another way to just do bad because it's not only drugs right now it's also for example uh, human moving human trafficking human, yeah, human trafficking, trafficking for example Here's the thing about human trafficking. If you mentioned prostitution, for instance, uh, I would guess there will be a lot of uh, women in Colombia that would like to go to North America, for instance. Right. So the fact that somebody would help her to get to North America, in most cases, would be considered human trafficking. 
It's just a little well, bit it's, ridiculous. It's, it's difficult that there is a lot of regulations in the world. If you take away their passports, right, and and force them to do to things stay. that they don't want to, yeah, all right, that's a little different. But uh, I know that in many cases it's just a mere fact that you are helping them to cross the borders, right? Which is yeah, that seems ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's 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 a difficult issue always. Like also dealing with this with these people, they are also quite dangerous most so of the time. Drug lords. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. I would I would imagine they are by now in their I don't know second or third generation, probably wealthy, spoiled brats. But they have to have like some type of control, and one of the biggest way of having control is fear. I don't know, but it's the time of the of social media. I mean, if you are, let's say, you are a drug kingpin, right? You have all this money, you have all this influence, but you see that actually the attention is going to Dan Bilzerian or anybody else on Instagram, right? You just you just want to be a part of it most of the time. It's it's human psychology. It's of course, that that, that happened with, uh, for example, Paulo Escobar. He 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 was consumed with power. He even tried to go for. for for no presidency. No, for, for he was a, a senator. He was part Parliament. of the political Parliament. life Parliament. in Colombia. He was parliament part. We will elect him. He even built some some neighborhoods in Medellin, Medellin for example. So All there's right. a there's a neighborhood called Paulo Escobar. All right. He built it. So and and they didn't do anything with this. That guy, I don't know how many people I he affected, and it was like it's there, and they only want power. But mm-hmm. the thing is now, I think that's the main difference between the ones before and the ones now. They don't want like they don't want that kind of attention. They don't want to be like in the spotlight. They want just to have a lot of money. But uh, was Escobar Colombian? Yep. Yeah. So who is the most famous Colombian in history? He? Well, I think it could be our debater like uh, Simon Bolivar, the one that freed us from Spaniards. It's a huge figure. Then we can talk about soccer figures we also have like uh, some literature novel he's really good Gabriel Garcia Marquez alright I'm going with Escobar and then Still. Escobar yeah yeah like it's, a huge it's, it's, it's really sad because also they're trying to change this image a lot of people but then you have this Netflix series and then that's everything everyone asks okay it's, you. but it's it's really intriguing if you if you have a because in a, in a sense Colombia has been Figuratively and uh, and also literally a jungle, right? You, the, you you have a structure of sorts, but then again, it's the wild west for for drug kingpins and uh, and different sorts of things. And I guess it's just uh, it's it sparks the imagination for people, right? Because you you if you instance you go to North America, you go to Western Europe, most of their lives have been really not really sophisticated but pretty regulated right you you go to kindergarten you go to school you go to the job mm-hmm. it's really vanilla right and then you have some colombian dudes just having alligators and i don't know what 100 millions in, in cash right sounds cool yeah sure. i think for example the big cities life if you are like in you know, a wealthy maybe with some possibility family you can life will be also really vanilla we have a huge jungle, but in the south of the country, the rest of the country is more full with richness because we live like in a huge mountain, like Cordillera. So our landscape is kind of funny and odd because we have a lot of landscape, different things, different ways to do it. It also, we are a huge country with difficult geographical situation. It helps a lot 
to have these block blurs over there. But I think the image we have is, well, we know we have this huge heritage of cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine and sexy women. And coffee, coffee, don't forget coffee. Coffee is very important right. for us too. We are proud of our coffee. And flowers. Like, Flower. if you see right now, even we are, like, that's the, like, that's the image we're trying to change, you know, because it's... it's dude, trust me, it's not that bad. Yeah, the killings are bad, but that image with drugs and women... I think it's kind it's, of sad. It's, it's it's a party image. Let's be honest. No, but for example, image. in the 80s, there were so many like things. There were some bomb cars that were in the main cities. Mm -hmm. People were afraid of going to elections because a car will bomb ah. or people get dead. And the narco-traffic thing, I think all Colombians in a way or another way, we have like a relationship with that. So it's kind of sad because we have suffered like kidnapping of our family. We have been asked for money time to time. So even though we know we have that heritage, it's kind of sad because in one way or another, we have been like directly affected by the social conflict that is in our country. So even though it's something that is kind of amazing to think about it, it's kind of heartbroken because we have suffered that. And reality is really different and really far away from your imagination time to time. For sure, for sure. But I used to have that conversation with other guests from South America and also from Europe. <clears throat> and I basically said to them, you know what? I think it's just a matter of the mentality. I think uh, you would have, let's say, Spain, right? Who who runs the government there? Spanish people, right? Yes. But they are passionate, most of them. They're emotional, right? Why not just put some Swiss people in there or some Scandinavian people in the government and do their work, right? And that's just it. Because I think most of the time you can have let's say in an economics perspective, I think most of the time you can see every aspect of life to some degree economically, meaning there's a demand, there's a, there's some That's type right. of service, and there's also some type of quality, meaning that not everybody will provide the same type of quality, right? And it's not bad. It's, I mean, if you have a great musician, you don't need to sweep carpets, right? It's just that, yeah, you have your talents, you have your strengths, and everybody has their place in, in an overall economy. And I think, usually, you can actually have also that type of competition uh, in a global scale for the management of uh, states. If you can have uh, headhunting for corporate management, right? Mm -hmm. Where I've heard of stories that um, a New York company will hire some uh, H&R firm to, to go get some type of specialists somewhere around the globe, right, to, to lure them in to become their employees, right? Uh, just because they know that's the one you want to lead your, I don't know, what project okay. or whatever. It should be the same for states, right? I totally agree with that. I think our blessing of like having no station, living in a relative like easy thing to have fun food all the time, time to time make us uh, looking only in the short period and kind of lazy time to time. Also, maybe it reflects our government because you have to have like a plan ahead. For example, we never have experimented winter. So for example, if you have winter, you have to plan for three months of food. In Colombia, you have fresh food, fresh beef all the time. So mm. maybe that's a huge influence in your mentality. Maybe we could have like a government that looks more forward well, that's a, that's a almost like a pragmatic uh, assessment. What I meant is that I just think that uh, Spanish people, French people, Greek people, 
they just like to party. They are party people, yeah. right? They're they're, they want to be social. They want to hang hang with their friends, right? And it's not bad. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's totally not bad. It's just that, yeah, go have fun. Go have fun. Let the Swiss dude do it, okay. right? Yeah. Let do let let's let's the, put some uh, no Swedish people to ma- to manage the whole company. Because they are because uh, Sweden they are I guess the most socialistic, in a in a good sense. Right, they have high taxes. They have a big distribution of the wealth, meaning that you could be technically poor in the Swedish terms, but on gen- in general you are pretty well off on a global uh, scale. And that's because they don't ha- they don't have the same perception of of that wealth management, of that status, of the ego. Right, they're just I guess more relaxed about those things. Yeah, no, it's it's. But I think it's hard also because the the situation is quite different. So coming from from South America, for example, you can't really compare by size, not by natural resources, not by, for example, the culture of the country. That's why usually you don't have people from other places in the country because, like they say, the cultural part is quite important. So that's like quite difficult to say, like you're changing your government, so you're changing quite your culture. Yes. So what yes. what do you have left from your country? But, but the the part of the culture that has to do with those those boring tasks of managing, directing, you know, because nobody, at least in in their right minds, nobody wants to rule over other people just for the sake of ruling over other people. It's it's a matter of how do we actually coexist together to have the the best for both of us, right? And yeah, if if and it, nothing gets done, then everybody is up for themselves and who has the bigger guns usually wins, right? And nobody really wants that. So it's a matter of, all right, how do we sort of delay our gratification in the near future to have a better future for everybody else? So yeah, I, I, I really think that's it's, it's a matter of, not, well, culture also, but also just um, sort of, uh, I guess the the, the heritage, because because you were born in Colombia, right? So, so starting day one, you inherited some type of uh, seeing uh, uh, the world, right? Yes. And now you say you are traveling around the world to see more of it, right? But imagine if you wouldn't travel. Imagine if you would stay in Colombia, just put. You would have only so seen only that thing, right? And uh, and then you wouldn't know you wouldn't know whether or not there's anything better as specific things right because Colombia has great nature cool but something sucks right something sucks how do you know how to avoid that how do you want how do you know how to fix that you would actually have some outside expertise some some other person needs to come in check it and say oh yeah we had that too we did this thing maybe it's good for you too right yeah right. But I mean, like, what's what's different than with I know, like, imperialism? Like, you have you have then someone conquering different lands and bring their government there. It's changing completely the like the culture of the of the place. Like, changing completely how they think. Also, like, who would who would really be in charge of ruling? That also would be a really difficult question. Because it's it's easy for you to actually answer your question because. You can uh, you can uh, compare. You were in uh, Colombia, and you have seen probably indigenous people, right? Now the question is, 
what do you admire about them? Because if there is anything you admire about them, you can just basically not steal it, but copy it. Right? But if there's not anything particular that you would envy about them, it means that you are in a preferred state, right? You are comparatively better off. And it's, it's, and it's their right to stay where they are, to, to, be, uh, to ha leave their culture as they are, right? But then you go and say, yeah, I'll have my Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, sure. Like, and what I mean is, for example, if you say, okay, let's open this possibility for South American countries. So all the countries like Germany, I don't know, Germany, Switzerland, all the... Denmark, Norway would like to rule because it's it's ruling another country, right? So I don't know. that that brings a lot of benefits for for someone. Like if you have the power for like ruling a country. All right, but uh, tell me this: if you could have the same amount of money, but you could decide either you give it as as now it is to the drug lords, or you give it to some Danish people, what will yeah, you decide? But I, but hmm? that's like basing like supposing that the danish people can fix the drop lord problem they can i'm pretty sure they can oh the, the, it's the danish man it's I the danish but danish the is this size Colombia is this size hey yeah. they have greenland don't forget that yeah. but greenland is also this size you yeah. know the, the yeah no, you know the, the formation of the war based on the in the world maps you know that northern countries are really small compared to southern countries yeah, yeah, of of course, your southern countries are bigger. That's no, but still, there are historical kingdoms: Denmark, Sweden, right? And the, nowadays, one of the happiest people in the world for a reason. No, they even that's that's funny. Like one of the happiest people in the world are Colombians. Like I think in their ranking, and, and for example, in the Finnish, have like one of the biggest uh, suicide rates. Suicide rates too. Who? The Finnish. Finnish, I think so. The Finnish. Yeah. Oh, well, the Slovenians. And the Slovenians. Yeah, we were in Slovenia <laughs> last week. And it was too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what would be. Oh, I guess it's per 100,000 people, right? The, the statistic. Yeah. The rate, yeah. Sure. But also, like, if, if it's high, it's, it's something not working there also because... Ah, it's a, it might be also something technical because I've heard about Japan that they have partly partly the big... Uh, suicide rate is because they have some type of regulation that if a murder or if a, if a missing person cannot be found or if a death cannot be attributed to something specific they just r rule it a suicide i sure no, no but but i mean like the thing is the thing is also these these elements like this that's that's what we discuss a lot here like okay it's really nice to live in Ger in germany for example but really you're missing this like this spark like this this disorder, this, this yeah, this, craziness, this crazy thing, and as 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 part of this type of of countries, mm -hmm. you really miss it. Like you start watching news in Colombia, and it's like, man, this is so Columbia. crazy. This is crazy. Like even we have memes that say, imagine like being like uh, raised in Germany and missing this type of stuff. Like it's there is some crazy stuff, and that's also part of the culture. And I think giving the country to someone else like would transform this and you can guarantee they would be happier because it's proven that it, they aren't. I think it is at least indirectly because I guess you couldn't uh, show me one single country that's being ruled by German speaking or, or Scandinavian type of people that's that's miserable. Uh, generally, generally speaking. 
Yeah, but there. Which countries have German rule? Well, I mean German speaking or Germanic languages, which would be Belgium. Belgium is as for well, you. Yeah. Congo. Congo shitty hole for the king of Belgium was really bad for Congo rule. It was one of the biggest slavery. Oh, but that's imperialism. Yeah, but it was rule and was really bad, really, really uh, bad. Yeah, but uh, think about it in the context of the times. Th that was the most effective economic system there was. What I mean, like, if you... But they don't care about people. They, they don't care about locals. Do, do you care about people you don't know? Nobody does. Yeah, well, yes. That's, you, that's... You, 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 care, you care in a humanitarian way that you don't like to have people suffer right yes but if the ship is sinking and only one place is available you're not most likely trying to find somebody else in in your place to put in the lifeboat but that, that's, that's human nature but that's that's the thing survive and survive yes yeah but. it's a survival instinct of course but that's that's the thing at the end like if you give the country to danish people mm -hmm. if if everything it's really bad they won't care Okay, I couldn't do anything here. I go away. Thank you. I th yeah, but that's the thing. Now you have the type of incentive that might, have, uh, well, actually attract them. Maybe it's maybe Danish like like cocaine. You never know, right? Maybe they have they see some potential. They just have to invest their time or, and resources to get the dividends out of it. Exactly. But I think it's it's a symbiotic process, right? You they get something out of it. You get something out of it. The thing is, like there's like extraction policy. They will take something that they need. Hmm. But then, like we mine, you take the gold and you leave the hole, and the hole will suffer people. For example, we have one of the biggest opener mines in the world that is supplied by the South African company. Also, right now there is a huge debate because Arabs want to explode all gold in the biggest natural reserve for water production in Bogota, hmm. and they want to explode the gold of it and let us, let us without water. You know, so, there's a lot of problems that can emerge. Like there's this principal agent problem where really you give the country to someone else and they have really different, not necessarily bad, but their own incentives to rule the country in a certain way. So if you say... Everybody has, even the Colombians have their yeah, own of incentives. Yeah, of course, of course, of but course. Yeah. But then you also have the other, the other type of incentive. Like that's how you try to regulate the the whole thing because it's like your country you were raised there i think to be a president at least in colombia don't know in the other countries you have to be born in colombia and raised at least until certain age to be president so you have to how, how about if the requirements wouldn't address any of these things but they would address you have to have the, a career record of showing that you are able to do big projects or you know do great things in general right yeah i think one of the biggest thing about democracy is that you choose the people you like to and you're supposed to read the government plan yeah. but i think almost nobody will look through the proposals of it they will just look what did they like or did they not like i'm trying to find the vice documentary um okay. but i'm not i'm not sure but for your idea, it will be like better than a machine learning machine will rule the countries with an optimization function just to increase the wellness of people or what? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I saw. Uh, Vice, do you know the American media company, Vice? Yeah. yeah. They had this article. See? 
Donkey fucking, yeah, that is kind of a thing in the house of Congo, donkey fucking. <laughs> well, that is a strong tradition from the coast part of Colombia. Yeah, well, I, I didn't really understand it. Why? Because they, they, showed, they showed some type of video clip. They asked people in some type of restaurant. They, just, they were just making jokes about it. But then they went to the mountains or something like that, right? And then asked ask them, ask those guys who did it. And so it's, they said, well, I'm, I'm practicing, I'm practicing, right? <laughs> Is it really? Just for sport? Well, it depends. Colombia, as well as all the country, have really like re re <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that that one is it's amazing. Like a different region for us, and it's kind of a old tradition. Yeah, I think to prepare for sex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they do it. Also, I think where someone in Europe they say they do this, but with um, um, con cabras. Goats. Ah, in Sardinia, in Italy, in Italy, mm. they, they say like people from there do it with goats. And uh, I think probably in general there hasn't been any living creature that man hasn't really tried to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it's funny. I'm, in Colombia, I don't know why this this is. Uh, you always joke with your like coastal friends. You always say like, hey, you 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 fucked a, 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 You you did a donkey when you were young, yeah. right? And that's your, like your uh, ritual for for being really oh, a, man. a coastal person like you're not a man if you don't do this mm -hmm. but i don't think they like I think it's, the explanation it's, is because like the height of the donkeys up like proper for you to be standing up or with a bank okay and i think donkeys don't kick too much when they're like penetrating but them that's, but that's just a lie of course that that doesn't happen I, that was the thing they explained to me like okay we fuck donkeys because of their altitude and they don't Nah, that doesn't happen it's so common i haven't i, yeah, I don't have anyone that has i don't know yeah, anyone that yeah, has fuck, uh, yeah but who would okay. uh, who would admit it if if they did is something of proud in the little towns oh really sometimes yes but it's i think it's 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 just a joke you can look for in youtube videos and you can see like a little kid talking about that about how he fucked a donkey now here's here's your perfect example because imagine if in general there are different topics where everybody is just a donkey lover but they don't understand that's not the best way to do things right so you need those swiss people who say yeah yeah maybe try a goat right and then uh, a swedish person says maybe don't do do it with animals at all right and you say hmm not with animals at all you're crazy Right, and then in one generation, two generations, you think, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that with animals. Yeah, I know, but that's that like that. There's a lot of problems with that. Also, I think that's also a big problem now for us young people trying to come to Europe. Like, we are as capable as capable as a Swiss or as a Danish. You know, that's and that's a big problem for us. If you if you as a Colombian try to go to Germany, mm. usually they see. Okay, this guy is Colombian. He's not as capable as a German. Usually, we can be even better. Mm -hmm. But saying just okay, we need Danish people to rule the government is saying okay, we're not capable. And that's no. Look, there are many useful tasks that you don't want to do, or even if you could be doing them uh, the best, you still would find something else that would be more beneficial to do. So you cannot do everything, right? You need to delegate, you need to cooperate. And it's a matter of finding the, the well, sort of best tasks, the, the most effective tasks for the most effective people, even though they might not be 
willing to do them at first or so you had to incentivize them in any way but it's just a matter of perspective right because if you would have if you would have been born in in a village of donkey lovers right and all you see is just a donkey uh donkey uh, sex right you wouldn't know any better but i have a question for you you are latvian yeah have you been raised and born here uh, latvia yes, yes have you latvia have been ruled by german polish Swedish. Well, I was born and in Russians. I think so. Or historically, yes. Uh, do you think that that governments from abroad were better for the country, or do you think like a self-governed country is better for you, like in your opinion? Well, I think the Latvian situation is more complex in the sense that we don't have a, a history of ruling this territory. Okay. So it means if you if you haven't practiced government. It's no way that you will be good at it. Okay. Right. And uh, in a in a world where you have a global communication and uh, global channels, sometimes I would say it's best to admit your faults or or shortcomings. Okay. And see whether or not you can improve upon them by yourself or with others. What Latvia did in the 90s and early 2000s, they admitted that they won't be able to do them themselves and tried to get into the European Union. Now people many times are saying it's it was a mistake, right? Because well, you you gave up too much of your sovereignty, and um, you have the new generation that was born in in a free in a free country and could actually be participating more in the government and state uh, particular matters. But uh, yeah, you made that decision a long well not a long time ago, fifteen years ago basically, or or now eighteen years ago. 18 years ago to join the NATO and European Union and so the generation afterwards doesn't really doesn't really have a say in in many things right okay. so you again you don't have the wherewithal you don't have the training for your next generation because all they know since they are since they were born somebody else is uh, thinking about it somebody else is doing it somebody okay. is taking care of it right and they don't have that sense of is it the best is it the best model right it's just the model you know that's the only model you know you were born in latvia in 2004 you now are fully uh, full, full of age right you don't know any better you haven't okay. been in a country that has a different system and um, yeah I don't, i don't think there's a real a real reason to have any state uh, in a legal sense because i think uh, everybody is just a human born in a particular territory in a climate and yeah why would you be chained to a territory because you were just born there you didn't choose it i agree so um yeah i guess it's a matter of uh, opinion nowadays but probably in the future it will be a pretty good uh, standard that you don't ha need any passport because it used to like be we're citizens It, it it used to be the case, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 100 years ago, for instance, uh, from Latvia, I don't know about Colombia, but I know how many thousands of people from Latvia emigrated to Brazil because Brazil had the program of um, uh, distributing land for free or for for a little money, and so people just uh, emigrated for a better, better future, made the cities, villages, and mm -hmm. yeah, established themselves there, and, and yeah, that's how it goes, and nobody really had to provide any documentation you just went on the ship got, got to brazil and then uh, you are on your own most of the time so it was for most of the human history that way that you just were born somewhere you were raised somewhere you were educated somewhere you got some skills somewhere 
and then you see what you can do with them whether it's in the place you were born or some somewhere else and yeah i mean i think everybody who ha who lives in latvia if they would see three four generations ago what their ancestors did probably none of them were in this territory probably everybody was from either german territory scandinavian russian territories because the migration was all around this this was a transit place okay. but, the, but the baltics has always been a transit place between the east, the east and the west so i think historically you don't have any particular regional people here i think everybody is just a mixture of of different different uh, ethnicities mixed together and at some point there was just some type of let's say revolution now, then they fixed the borders then they established some type of legal entity then then they named it something right and now all of a sudden you are not just a human being you are a particular citizen right? okay. yeah and and then it gets messy because it seems to me many times that uh, people who really cling to their nationalities it's it's almost like a fanatic uh, football team fan right as, as if that's some part of your identity as as a human it's a little bit a little bit strange because a flag and a song doesn't make anybody right it's, it's not a matter of whether or not you like a song or you 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 are willing to die for a flag i think that the place you were raised it like gives you like your perspective of the world like you think you think about the world and the way you are your cosmovision i don't think the word in english is that cosmovision like i think the place you were born is really important for your thoughts and the things you are used to well i just think about it in the way that uh, i used to be uh well living in a, in a in a state where you didn't have the internet yeah. right and compared to that now it's a totally different world because you don't have to take some nonsense as as a rule right because okay. you can wait a second let me google this and check right? and yeah and that's about it right there's no there's no real boundaries anymore when it comes to freedom of thought or ideas and exchanging ideas so i think it's a matter of yeah one two generations and yeah no no real particular reason to have any borders if let's say we want to go to colombia why would i have to ask somebody for permission why couldn't i just go yes right? because because colombia might not want me there yeah because because i'm a threat to whom right am i able to physically somehow come into your country and and repress all your 15 million people not likely but the system that's now being uh, put in place is more of a sense that oh you have a government you have some some clergy and maybe i i can threaten them so they don't want some people coming in right because maybe they will overthrow the government the, the people wouldn't care if if the danish vikings decided nowadays that they want to invade colombia it probably wouldn't affect any normal usual citizen in colombia it would affect the current government right and so they don't want that and so they establish rules that nobody can come in without our permission right and yeah it's sort of it's a boundary for a regular person but it's meant to defend the status quo from but maybe even better competition see because it's, it's the same as uh, having a, um, a monopoly or, or oligopoly right mm -hmm. at some point you just become lazy you don't have to compete you don't have to prove yourself over and over again you don't have to improve you yes. just you just make your boundaries make your rules yeah i can sit comfortably i don't care about you anymore right but if you need to compete if you need to prove yourself over and over again 
you, know, you just make things better because it's the market right in a sense people choose with their with their either wallets or or ambitions or, or sympathies so if you have to compete i think it makes it better for everybody that it could be like elections related for example you compete for the presidential thing and you maybe are both it there is no huge competition no huge offer but there is some offer of different candidates and different thoughts it's, it's, diff it's difficult to tell because uh, an election would mean that you have to decide in one specific time about possibilities in the future mm -hmm. how a person would act in certain situations without you knowing them for real right it's just your 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 thought process maybe he will be good at this particular thing if it happens right but uh -huh. uh, historically like it was before before any uh, revolutions or 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 any type of uh, big improvements i think it was more like of um, uh, economic class right let's say in athens not not everybody could be uh, going to the to the what's what's it called to the forum i guess to the big marketplace where they decide about things right you were eligible to do that if you had property if you were economically sound if you if you had proven yourself with your with your uh, sophisticated uh, work or you had to establish yourself as a citizen right and so everybody if you were coming to the forum to decide upon things everybody knew that all right you are sound because because you have proven you have your property you have all your you do things economically right you you yes. are reasonable right but uh, if you can if you give everybody a, a vote and an equal vote that means that the the, the biggest qualified person has the same type of uh, same type of say as as a total lunatic and trust me there are more lunatics in the world than are geniuses yes but time to time genius need lunatics to that's live. yeah yeah that's that's one of the things right you you need uh, people with compassion you need people with uh, sensible manners but when it comes to let's say technical things specific questions you will definitely be able to determine whether or not a person is competent or not right and i for instance would like for most questions to be to ha find the most competent person even though it, he might not be relatable because bill gates to me is not relatable right okay but i would listen to him about uh, some it things more than the some type of homeless person on the street right even though in a democracy both of them would have the same type of vote right and in, in the sense that if bill gates votes for somebody and the uh, the homeless person votes for another it cancels each other out in a sense yeah. but who is the most suitable person to choose who is the best one well there is no but you are in a, in a society you are able to uh, have eligible criteria for most things and I think also for voting you could establish not just that you need to be 18 years of age that you not that you are not in prison or some of the you could also actually establish that you are uh, I don't know let's say earning more than a particular amount of money per year why not because of this the specific number means anything but because you know that a person who is able to support himself in, in a certain amount in a certain condition in a certain uh, market means that he's probably able to actually navigate the world 
right? He's able to understand the world fairly, right? And yeah, if but but if somebody is on total uh, welfare all of the time, but uh, not really disabled, right? You could say, all right, there's something wrong, but you don't need to pinpoint it. You don't have to say, oh, you are have a lower IQ or you are just lazy. No need for that. You just say, look. I'm pretty sure the one dude who's making bank is more competent when it comes to those those technical things of life. They're not talking about art. They're not talking about uh, love and philosophy. They're talking about how do we fix the streets? How do we increase the spe- uh, the budget? How do we increase the revenues? Right? It's just a yeah. But if you have that method of choosing a government, then the government will all like be in favor of doing things for the world's people or for the. Th- people that they think they're qualified there will be a government for the qualified people and the people that are not in a yeah it's strong called, position yeah, they yeah, will not have any benefits no no but it's called a meritocracy in a sense that you as a able person you are still living in the physical world meaning if your neighbors are uh, worse much more worse off than you you mm. run the risk of getting beaten physically i mean because well, you getting you run the risk of getting robbed instance right because they don't have a food and you have a big mansion with with a pool and a caviar right so you think about it and in your self-interest you think how can i actually allow them to have a comfortable life so they don't actually lynch me but if you want to have the state cool because that maybe that two guys are your neighbors it helps you that they are too poor because the benefits that are supposed to be given to them are given to you so you can continue in a strong position And they continue to have like a worse position. Yeah, but that's only possible when you don't have a mechanism of responsibility. Because let's imagine a, a, a simple scenario in school, right? Uh, uh, as, as a boy talks to another boy and insults him, the other boy just punches him in the mouth, right? That's also about in it. In school, like when you went, to, like you choose like the, in school, you're a prisoner. Like this school representative. School representative, you choose that also here or not? Mm, so I guess maybe for me school representative is like a popularity contest and the guy that is more popular almost all the time wins so the popular people vote for that and he wants to keep the status quo even though popular people are bullies he will overlook that and just let them happen because they are the people yeah but if you see how the system works and you are sort of willing to Uh, beat him right you can apply the rules to yourself and get better at the same game play the it's not a ma- it's not it's not really a fault of the of the people who play the game well right it's maybe the maybe the rules of the game need changing right so so the best person wins in a sense but until then it's just a don't hate the player hate the game what about you Juan? you have been quite for quite a lot I think I think yeah it's true it's it's true yeah play like a meritocratic demo, like kind of ruling I think it's the it's the best yeah, way to just say okay it's like the easiest way just to say let's finish this and let's let's get things going because nowadays it seems to me that most most effective countries And the most beneficial to the big masses of people are the ones who are not at all democratic, like like uh, China, right? They in in 40 years they improved their life considerably, yeah. right? But they're not democratic. 
same as in the United uh, Arab Emirates, Emirates, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. They are not really democratic, democratic right? Mm -hmm. But uh, they have plenty of tourism, plenty of westernization, plenty of capital growth, everything, right? Same with, I don't know, what's what, uh, in Europe, maybe Monaco, right? Small place, no real natural resources. Hey, but you have a monarchy, right? And so billionaires choose it as their residence because just one guy makes all the rules and he's interested to stay busy, uh, to stay rich himself. Mm -hmm. And so he enacts those policies that actually benefit the rich people. So more and more rich people come to, to, to be there, right? So everybody who's there is just sort of winning, right? No, nobody's a loser there in a sense. And uh, yeah, I guess, well, technically you could say even Sweden is not real, a real democracy because they still have the monarchy. But yeah, they are more of a parliamentarian, I guess, uh, system. But still, they, they have also their own very different rules in, in many respects. And you pay high taxes, but you have a safe environment, uh, nice school system, probably. Yeah. So yeah, nobody... When, was Venezuela a sort of uh, an attempt to have a revolution in in the government in South America. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Venezuela had other problems, corruption and other type of, of problems like... Because Chavez wanted to Venezuela to become rich, right? Yeah, but the thing is with Chavez, he, he was ruling with oil money, with like petroleum money. So in a moment, he like the country was doing quite well. Mm -hmm. Then they switch off this this petroleum income and then the country went down as it was expected because of course if you are playing with natural resources they are limited as petroleum is mm -hmm. so also because the price don't doesn't depend on on the government it depends on the market so yeah petroleum prices went down the resources were getting scarce and then you don't have the same money you had 20 years before and you don't have any more money to like um, say to your people, okay, we're doing a great job. Then the, pop the people notice, okay, we're living in a shithole. I remember to, asking, to ask you about what, uh, what's your opinion about COVID, the whole, whole COVID situation for the past two years. Oof. Well, I thought at this beginning it was kind of a straightforward point of view that uh, get vaccinated, Keep yourself, all the stuff, but as it develops time to time, you start answering, asking like, it was the best decision, would it would do better, would it be like better to just be infected or just, I don't know, I thought at the beginning it was quite easy, just be safe, vaccine, all the stuff, and right now I'm not sure what to think about it. I think when you start searching about stuff, you start asking yourself questions about like, you know, Elon Musk just tweeted yesterday about why UNA has revealed like this quantity of deaths of this year. So, I don't know. I thought it was like some clear point of view, but right now I'm not quite sure about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I just can't describe it with a word like uncertainty. Like literally what he said. You you don't really know what's going to happen and what's going next. For example, in Germany, one, like two weeks 
before I could go outside with two vaccines. So I get I got Janssen and I got one Pfizer. So that was supposedly boosted, and then they just changed the rule to the next day. Okay, you need a third vaccine. Like okay, you're changing everything now, and then you're pushing people not to do things because you're changing rules from one day to another. So it's really uncertainty, and I really just hope everything goes back to normal as soon as possible. At least with this new variant, a lot of people are getting uh, infected, and then maybe we we overcome this sooner than later, and then we can normalize things. I think eventually we just have to live with the thing while we are just doing normal stuff as normal as you can get after two years being like repressed but yeah today even with the with the tour we had the guy said to us i think we don't ha we didn't have any curfew here in riga since the world war, war two yeah. so it's 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 quite it's funny because you say okay it's not a war but it's it's also making everything stop and it's it's kind of a why you don't know against who what about you i think it's uh, in well the the real fanatic in me would say that's for sure a conspiracy right mm -hmm. uh, the reasonable or the moderate one would say that's just the the preview of how incompetent most most of the politicians are <clears throat> that they are not really thinkers Or, or doers that they are just sheep and somebody above a state level is actually pushing the buttons and pulling the strings because uh, yeah I mean the policy that was established not just with the curfew but also with uh, mandatory vaccination for workers I mean they they literally made a rule that even though you are working remotely you cannot work there unless you are vaccinated right and the aim for that regulation was be to prevent the spread in the workplace and you should wait a second i'm sitting at home working remotely and you're telling me i need to get vaccinated because that somehow prevents my colleagues from getting it right and yeah just made the rule right and you mm. see and you see that yeah it's it's idiotic idiocy that's solely incompetency idiocy and you know it's not really uh well it's not really um um so, sort of uh a well thought out plan for everybody uh, unless maybe sweden because i think sweden from the very first day said it's not nothing nothing is mandatory but we recommend it we recommend different kinds of things but mm -hmm. yeah last time i spoke with a latvian who's living in uh, sweden he said yeah it's, it's pretty normal here no no masks no mandatory vaccinations yeah they just recommend it right they they, they want you to be safe right but yeah no we are free we, we are we are moving free as much as possible right and um, i think that's the best policy because even though you have all the information of the world uh, you you clearly see that no well no not a big percentage of the population wants to actually get informed they just want to be informed by somebody else mm -hmm. and then it's up to the informers about their so the ethical standards and i mean the the media showed mo more times than you can count that they are not reliable they're like cnn with trump right it's 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 really biased it's totally biased and it's it's really difficult to actually comprehend that we could be in this situation in the 21st century 
but we are and yeah that's for me personally uh i want revenge i want uh, i mean if i could get away with it mm-hmm. yeah i would think of uh knocking some dudes heads off in in the government for sure but guessing that i'm i'm not getting away with it mm-hmm. the next best thing is to actually uh, yeah run for the next parliament uh, ballot and then yeah we'll see because it's not really a principle about i'm um, definitely i need to definitely get in right i need to be a, a member of parliament it's just that what can i do what's in my abilities what can i do what can i agree to do and if it's not uh, working out at least i tried but yeah it's definitely there's definitely been the point crossed that you can just you cannot sit still anymore right you have to do something at least or what's what's in your well sort of uh, your periphery right and yeah that's that's what what i'm looking forward to this year to actually go with our political party to the to the election and yeah i mean i want revenge man i, I want i really would like blood i wouldn't i wouldn't see blood because and I'm, I'm not saying killing right but the premier the president Mm-hmm. And so, and sixty-two members of the parliament, they need some beating. They need some beating pretty bad because you need to, every once in a while you you come across a person who just needs to be beaten. To you you need you need to beat the some sense into them, right? Even though I don't like any violence particularly, mm-hmm. right? But uh, sometimes it's maybe not the only one option, but sometimes it's the most effective option. To, to beat the sen- some sense into someone, right? And yeah, 62 members of parliament, the premier, well, the whole, basically the whole government, one premier, 13 ministers, and the president of the state, they need some thrashing. They need when some are the physical, elections? physical, hmm? When are the elections? In October. Have you already started your campaign, all the stuff, or...? Well, uh, in three weeks there will be the party congress. And then How's we'll... it called your party? Hmm? How's it called your party? Uh, in English it would be Law and Order. Okay. The name. Because we founded it uh, last year. And it was actually during the curfew. Because once I found out about the curfew, uh-huh. I, was, I was just speechless. That was extreme to me. Right, yeah. I did. I didn't. I didn't even think about the possibility of having mandatory vaccination against COVID and all those the things that followed. That that made me even more uh, aggressive and and mad. Right, but I was already mad uh, enough with the curfew. So I said, "What's the what's does the virus spread Fridays after 10 p.m.? Yes. What's the what's the what's the logic here? Right, and yeah, it's just really sometimes discouraging to see how compliant we are because i know in a, in a general sense it's good to be a compliant population right because it means you have some order some stability some you have you can predict uh, things you can plan for things it's, it's all good right but if you have incompetent or negligent government or management mm-hmm. it just leads to disaster it just leads to disaster and, and i always remember it always reminds me of the uh, story about I think either it was in a Malcolm Gladwell book or some type of book about management and and decision making where they 
uh, made a real uh, they uh, analyzed the real case scenario it was a real situation in the world right you had uh, a plane two pilots the co-pilot actually found out about a mistake that the pilot had made and the black box the the recordings in the black box show mm -hmm. that he was sort of trying to get at the problem right while still being uh, respectful and uh, sort of um, wanted to nudge the pilot in a sense but just just nudge basically just re really respectful right the, the end of the story is that the plane crashed everybody okay. died right and what they found out was both were i think south koreans and in their culture it's forbidden to actually uh, criticize your superior or, or your senior colleague so because he ob ob obliged the cultural rule the co-pilot right everybody died right so nobody is the winner in that scenario mm -hmm. but he followed his cultural tradition or a rule right yeah but everybody died so every once in a while there's a there's a point in time and the point and, and a place where you need to decide do i still follow the rules as i did right and yeah in those extreme cases nope nope you 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 either push him away you get the i don't know what's it called this the wheel the steering mm -hmm. instrument and yeah but but there's still the the hesitancy right because you don't know how far you should go because uh, in, in in an extreme case it would be anarchy a nihilist right no, no rules apply everybody's up for themselves so that's that's the real risk right but yeah once the curfew hit and now they um, mandated with the uh, vaccinations for for many many professions yeah. without any reasonable logic med medically speaking right and you see no this this is totally too far this this it has nothing to do with uh, the welfare of people definitely not right but nobody's giving you the information so what's the real motivation behind it all you can think about is all right somebody either got paid by some outside uh, uh, manipulator mm -hmm. or maybe they are more interested in, in their career options because let's say you you are you are making your people suffer right in uh, in exchange for having a career abroad i don't know in, in brussels and in, in maybe america who knows yes. right because because our premier is a double citizen right he's an american citizen mm. yeah and uh, our president he's a latvian citizen who is who was living most of the time in germany and so he and, and he's a hebrew okay. as well right so yeah i mean people are just asking how could those people represent our nation's interests if they are not really from here and it's a valid point but they were born here in latvia or they were raising or no uh, the premier wasn't even born in latvia and the president was born in latvia but emigrated uh, during the childhood uh, to germany studied there lived there worked there and yeah came here as a full-grown adult right and yeah it's it's really a difficult uh, challenge right to have somebody that's not from here telling you how to live here yes and th that goes to the danish right you would still need to have a dialogue but if the if the person comes from outside and gives you better options mm -hmm. it's fine with me right it's all about the competition but if you have those immigrant workers here 
and basically forcing you to into mandatory vaccination. Uh, I mean, in Latvia, during the past two uh, months, I think more than 200,000 people lost their jobs. Due to COVID regulation? Yeah, from the restrictions, right? And it's, I mean, in any other time, that would be called almost genocide, right? But nowadays it's just, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. We are, we are not uh, sabotaging you. You are just choosing not to get vaccinated, right? I mean, and, and they did it in steps. They did it in steps during many months. And, well, maybe I'm exaggerating for the 200,000 because I, I guess during these uh, weeks, probably many of them just got so desperate and went to the vaccination and, and started working again, probably. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have any options, right, you won't starve, right? You, 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 you'll try to survive. And that's and many people just uh, you know the, bought illegal certificates, right? Meaning that yeah, you basically become a criminal for for avoiding the the repressions of the government. Okay. And, yeah, and I'm and I'm looking at this and thinking this is not the country I was I was born and raised in. This is definitely not that. It's somehow something's changed dramatically, right? So yeah. So I, th I think though those are most most of the people who I mentioned who need uh, some good beating, I think they're just uh, sort of criminals, because I, I I hadn't the slightest idea that that could be possible in Latvia. It was it was really I mean I studied law for ten years, right? <laughs> no no and no, before before this I said no way this is possible. No I'm I'm I've read so many. Uh, legal cases of of know so much, right? It's not possible here. It's uh -huh. not possible. It's not Russia. It's not. Something. But you can demand the government for doing the curfews and all the stuff. Hmm? Do you as a citizen, do you have like any legal modes to demand them to? Well, no. I mean, that's the funny thing, right? They make the because they did it uh, initially and also now because now we are still in the state of exception. Uh, okay. Well, I think it's exception, state of exception, or state of emergency, uh, right? Which is total nonsense because there's no, there's no no, no need. But what uh, what it does is allow them to actually spend the money more freely. They don't have to account for those things because it's the state of emergency, right? Okay. So, and so yeah, I think many millionaires have been made during these two years in Latvia. That's for that's one, and the other is just no way that they are willing to stay in latvia after this is done because uh, yeah the COVID cases in the first wave was really extreme or they took measures just because the ua imposed them or what no 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 uh, the first wave was pretty small but the second wave Yesterday. was was considered big okay. but uh, the problem was that nobody really knew well what to do with it so they just Basically, they made the restrictions up every two days. Okay. You just didn't know what what's coming next, and yeah, it's it's stupidity crossed with negligence, crossed with probably malice to some extent. Because I'm I'm pretty sure some of those people are just either psychopathic or sociopathic. Uh, there's no real real other explanation because even the the stupidest people would understand at some point all right this is getting out of hand with with those restrictions because i mean people are really i mean the suicides went up right alcoholism went up emigration went up i mean those are pretty clear indications that your government policy is not 
the beneficial mm-hmm. right but yeah man they just they just don't want to hear it they don't want to hear it and of course all protests are forbidden <laughs> meaning that you if you don't agree with the policies right you don't even have a voice because other than that you will get fined and people i mean people who went out uh, even in the first initial protests who went out some of them got uh, fines of i think more than 4000 euros which is uh, like a fourth of a regular average salary in Latvia per year, right? Just for, just for being outside and protesting against, like with a with a banner or something like that. Yeah, not 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 uh, destroying anything or something. Just standing by the street, right? And yeah, and we like to call ourselves a democracy, right? It's just ridiculous. So okay. I guess compared to many other countries we still have first world problems right but uh, i used to think that we are calibrating our system to a better one to a better one it might not be fast it might not be really perfect but still you're calibrating to improvements right but this two years is just basic basically the the degradation of i don't know 15 years of work i think in many many areas so yeah what about your personal life in two years did it change a lot well technically yeah because i w- was in the public sector before they introduced the mandatory vaccination and then they asked me so you see the, there's the government regulation uh, will you go to the vaccination i said mm-hmm. i don't have any medical uh, considerations but i'm not participating in this anti-constitutional law at all i'm just i don't feel i don't feel uh, i don't feel really um, comfortable giving in to to these type of uh, demands okay. right even though everybody understands that it means you you will lose your job you will lose some benefits now they wanted to introduce i don't know if they introduced it that if you want to go to the what's it called the when you lose your job you go to the agency where they give you the be- benefits and mm-hmm. you're unemployed right and you get the benefits and then you can uh, find a career somewhere else they introduce that uh, you won't get the benefits you're not vaccinated because you're 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 not being vaccinated is your decision so it's not really uh, objective right mm-hmm. which is ridiculous in the sense that you because you were working for instance as an office clerk right and now somebody tells you well you need to do this medical procedure to do the office work and you say well how does it affect the work i'm doing and nobody gives you an answer they just say well you have to do it because we want that we want that Mm -hmm. and that's that's how it goes right during these uh, two years so yeah i mean i lost lost my job at the public sector um well i i got into the political party because of the whole situation other than that i wouldn't be bothered by politics okay. i really wouldn't be bothered but yeah this this these two years have really shaken up things at least in in the minds of people but yeah if if we don't win by a considerable margin this year i'm definitely considering emigrating to sweden okay because you talk to anybody who is living in Sweden. Yes, the immigrants, uh, some somewhere it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, but overall, no, it's 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 a fine country, right? And yeah, they didn't have any of those crazy policies that we did. And um, yeah, considering that there's so much 
crazy policies in so many countries you happen to really come to the conclusion that all right this is just a scam the whole government thing is just a scam because they don't really govern it seems that somebody somebody governs them okay. right and uh, yeah who who that is yeah. it's it's up for conspiracy theories right mm -hmm. uh, some people say it's the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers some say lizard people hey um, I don't really care. I, I just want them to stop this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but when it comes to those politicians, man, I would I would really be, even though I'm not a violent person, I would be happy if they get some good beating. Okay. And your part is going good with the preliminary stuff, like with the service and all the stuff. Hmm? How is like the opinion of the public through your party? They have like a lot of support, not too much support, or the party yeah well i think most people don't really care about the party okay i mean in a, in a now in a general election i think we would get a fair amount of the votes but not enough to make a real impact i think that, that there's still plenty of work ahead of us uh during this year but yeah people in latvia don't have a uh, good opinion about politicians in general as it is in many places mm. right but um, yeah you still have the I think the heritage of the Soviet Union because people think if you are in the political party that's me that means you are totally biased and totally corrupt well maybe I don't know that's that's not for me to decide it's uh, until the point where I've come across those situations maybe but yeah all mm. my all my uh, interest is to actually just cancel those those stupid restrictions just to cancel them that's it okay. that, that's, that, that's the fir first thing in the order and then afterwards get some Danish people <laughs> to do the dirty work okay maybe yeah. maybe they can do better yeah yeah mm -hmm. all right I don't know do you have any oh do you have any considerations about Germany would you would you be willing to stay there for longer well i have to go back to colombia so actually i'm just staying one more month and then back to colombia mm. so yeah but it's a nice country boring really? <laughs> compared to colombia yeah but, but nice but it's nice mm -hmm. you feel safe it's, it's it's a nice place to live i think cold but you feel secure any final thoughts I think it was really nice conversation. It went yeah. quite nice. It was you have a really insightful. interesting point of view, like of thing. It was really like reaching into listening to you. Really like your thoughts, maybe. Hmm? It really like thing that you have like a really structural like mindset, hmm. and you are like proposing stuff. That is good that people propose stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's always Thank nice. You. Thank <laughs> you for receiving here. Thank you. parts of the podcast, Lauris. All right, thank you as well. So let me press a lot of stops. Okay.